0: you're sick of all the abundance gurus who preach the power of mindset or financial experts who scold you for enjoying the occasional latte, then you are in the right place. The Mind Money Balance show explores the intersection of mental health and money. We explore broader factors that impact your financial life as a whole. I'm your host, Lindsay Bryan Podvin. I'm a financial therapist, woman of color, author, and founder of the company Mind Money Balance. When I'm not nerding out on the emotional and psychological side of money, you can usually find me walking my pup and listening to an astrology podcast or curled up with a giant bowl of popcorn watching Bravo TV. This show originally airs as a video on my YouTube channel. So if you hear me say things like, as you can see here, or click this, you'll have to head over to the YouTube link that's linked in the show notes to see exactly what I'm referencing. And if you wanna jump into the community, you can join in on the conversation in the comments section over on YouTube. With that, let's go. One of the most common tactical things I do with my clients is literally sit with them while they check their bank accounts. So many people are incredibly nervous to actually know what's going on in their checking account or in their savings account. So they just don't know. They are managing their money on a wish and a prayer, hoping that their bills get paid, hoping that their accounts won't be overdrafted. They're so fearful of checking their bank accounts. I'm going to talk to you about why we do that and offer some loving tips on how to take a look at what's going on financially and offer you some tips on how to start looking at your money and checking in on it so you can start to feel safe and comfortable and secure when you engage with your money. So many people say that they are worried about checking their bank account. They're anxious about checking their bank account. And I get it. When we think about why we avoid things that are hard to do, it's because a temporary distraction from something that is hard or potentially uncomfortable makes us feel better. If we are worried about going to that after-work mixer because we have a little bit of social anxiety and we don't go then it feels good because we're staying at home, sitting on our couch, reading a book and not engaging with other people in our... We feel better right away. That temporary distraction, that temporary avoidance is reaffirmed. Like, oh, I didn't have to do that thing. I didn't have to feel anxious. That feels better. And so we avoid it. The problem with not checking your bank account means not only does it make it harder then to log in and to have an idea of what's going on because the more you put it off the more you avoid it the more it feels good to not check in on it and the more we avoid it potentially the scarier the information will be by the time we actually log in and look at it having an understanding of what's happening in your personal finance landscape is The foundation of having a healthy relationship with money and practicing financial wellness, it is an individual act of financial self-care. If you are worried about looking at your money, I have a few ideas for you. Unless you have a financial therapist who will sit alongside you and take you through the process and help to support you emotionally and psychologically. If you don't have that available to you, I've got a couple of other ideas. First is to give yourself some sort of schedule or timeline to look at your finances. This could look like every single Monday, you spend 10 minutes looking at your bank account. Or it could be once a month, you log into all of your accounts. And the reason to have this on a schedule is that oftentimes we put off doing something until we absolutely have to look at it, and then our emotions are already incredibly heightened versus having something that is scheduled at a regular cadence and we just know every single Monday that's when I look at my money or on the last day of the month that is when I look at my checking account and having it available on a schedule helps to take off some of the emotional load of wondering when to look or maybe checking in too much or being fearful about it just knowing that this is a part of your regular routine and your regular habit to look at your money. Another option is to literally have somebody near you. And depending on your comfort level with your friend or your loved one, you could have them sit shoulder to shoulder with you while you log into your accounts and take a look at things If the idea of them kind of glancing over your shoulder and seeing what's going on in your checking account feels a little bit too vulnerable, you could do it kind of battleship style and have them sit across from you and just literally provide that emotional space or safety so that you can have some emotional co-regulation they likely won't be triggered by what's happening in your bank account and they can help to kind of ground and support you in a way that is meaningful. And oftentimes we worry so much about what other people are going to think, but a good friend or a good supportive family member will likely respond well if you say, hey, I've been avoiding looking at my money for a long time and I really need to do it. I don't need you to look at it with me. I just need you in the same space with me. Would you be cool coming over sometime next week and just hanging out in the living room with me while I look at my money stuff, you will be surprised at how many people are willing to do that. Oftentimes, as friends, we want to be supportive of our friends, but we don't really know how. So when somebody makes a direct ask like that to us and says, hey, here's how I need you. Can you help me in this way? It feels so good to be able to say, yes, that is absolutely something I can do. That's absolutely something that I can help hold space for. And if you feel like you don't have a friend available to you, I've mentioned the service Focusmate here before, but I will plug it again. Focusmate is a body doubling app where they pair you up with somebody else. The idea is that you both log into this platform. It's kind of like a Zoom style platform, but it's you and one other person. And at the start of the body doubling session, you tell them what you're working on. And you can say, hey, my plan is just to do some personal accounting or just logging into my account. And at the end of 25, 50, or 75 minutes, You check in with them and you say, hey, I logged into my accounts." They don't have to be any wiser about what you saw on those accounts or what you did. Having somebody else hold you accountable can be really helpful. So if a friend feels too vulnerable, try something out like a body doubling service such as Focusmate. We talked about schedule. We talked about bringing in some additional support and accountability. Another option is to give yourself a little taste of looking at your money. Rather than I'm going to look at every single transaction over the past 180 days, that might be pretty overwhelming. You could set a smaller, more bite-sized goal for checking in with your money, which might look like I'm going to log into my bank account and just see what was going on financially over the past week. I'm going to log into my bank account and just look for transactions that I don't recognize and make sure that there's nothing there that isn't supposed to be there. different financial archetypes shape our relationship with money and give us insights into our unique financial strengths and challenges. Do you know which of the four archetypes you are? To find out, take my quick and free quiz at mindmoneybalance.com quiz. Again, that's mindmoneybalance.com quiz. Here's the rest of the episode. Now you've got some tips on how to emotionally support yourself so you can check in on your money. Let's talk about what you actually need to be checking in on. First, you want to make sure that all of the transactions that you see there are actually ones that you or if you and your partner share an account or you and somebody else in your household share an account, they're ones that you have actually made. Making sure that somebody else doesn't have a hold of your credit card or debit card and is charging things to your account is first and foremost. We wanna make sure that there hasn't been any sort of fraud. We also wanna make sure that the deposits that you're getting or you're thinking that you're getting are actually being deposited into your account. Whether you're getting something like social security disability or a paycheck, or you've been expecting a tax credit, we wanna make sure those things actually landed in our bank account. So scanning for deposits and making sure that the amount that is being deposited into our accounts is the same amount of money that we were expecting to get into our account. After you have those two basic things, we want to make sure that you're not being charged any sort of fee that is preventable. Types of fees that you might see in your checking account are things like a low balance fee or an overdraft fee. Some checking accounts, unfortunately, charge you a fee if the balance in your account drops below a certain amount. Personally, I don't love a checking account that punishes you for not having enough money in it. There are so many credit unions and online bank accounts these days that don't require a minimum balance. But if you are with a bank that requires a minimum balance and you aren't actually keeping the minimum balance required, you might be getting hit with a monthly fee every time your balance drops below that amount. Another type of fee that you might be getting hit with is something called an overdraft fee. An overdraft is what happens when you make a transaction, such as swiping your debit card or auto-paying a bill through your checking account, but you don't actually have enough money in that account to pay for that transaction. In the event that you pay for something, but you don't have enough money available in your account, your bank will often charge you an overdraft fee for going into a negative balance. Some banks and credit unions offer things like overdraft protections, where if you swipe your card and it's more than the amount that is available in your checking account, they'll automatically pull it from your savings or they just won't let that transaction go through. So they will decline your debit card or they won't actually process that transaction. So as you're looking at your bank account information, see if you're being charged for overdrafting your account. Once we have an idea of what's actually happening in our accounts, then we can start to make changes. So many people try to create a budget or a spending plan based off of somebody else's numbers, but they don't actually know what on average does our household spend on food. What on average does our household spend on utilities? If we don't know how much money we're already spending or how much money we're making, it's really hard to create a budget because a budget is not a template that you download off the internet and you just use it. A budget is something that is specific to you and to your household. If you find that like going through all of the transactions in your bank account is challenging, I don't mean emotionally challenging, I mean literally Some of the bank accounts are so clunky. Like the interface is really clunky, hard to understand. You get kicked out a lot or it's hard to search for transactions. It may be time to look for a bank or a credit union that has a better online interface. I actually switched from my local credit union, which I loved, loved, loved because their user interface was so complicated and annoying. And I just felt like it is the 21st century. By now we should all have smooth, easy to use interfaces. If you like your bank account or you like your credit union, but the user face is still a little bit clunky, that's when you can connect it to an app such as Mint, Empower, or Capital. They can pull in the data from a variety of sources and make it easy for you to understand what is happening financially. So if you like your bank or your bank account, but you don't love their online interface, connecting it to an app that is more seamless and more user-friendly might help to dial down some of that avoidance around checking your bank account. When I am holding space for somebody and partnering with somebody as they are looking at their finances, more often than not, it's a relief because the way that our brains work is they love to catastrophize. They love to jump to conclusions. They love to imagine the worst case scenario. And often when we finally log into our checking account or our savings account and take a look at what's going on, it's not as bad as we imagine. And in those situations where it is as bad as we'd imagined, at least, we have reliable data to go off of. If you realize, wow, my household spends a ton of money running to the pharmacy every time we run out of household things like milk or toilet paper or household cleaners, and it's much more affordable to buy those products at a grocery store, then we have some data and we can say it makes more sense to add everyday household items to our grocery list so that when we go grocery shopping, we can pick up those items at a much more affordable Price. But if we don't log into our checking account and don't know just how much we're spending on the markup of convenience, then we can't make any changes. If you don't know you're being charged overdraft fees, you cannot then make behavioral changes in order to swipe a little bit less or make sure that you're logging into your bank account or at least checking your banking app before you go shopping with your debit card. We cannot make changes when we don't have the baseline data. And so many people are piling information into their brain and trying to change things, but they don't know what their starting line is. It's really hard to get to a finish line if you don't know where you're starting from, which is why we have to check in on our money. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast player. This quick but meaningful action helps to support the show and helps others discover it too. I love connecting with my listeners, so if something resonated, take a screenshot of the episode and tag me over on Instagram at MindMoneyBalance. This podcast simply wouldn't be possible without the help of others. I want to thank RJ Basillo who edits this podcast, and Liberty Sales, who helps market the show to help people who need it find it. The cover art and episode art design is by Jenny H. Design disclaimer everything on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only neither the host or guests are rendering legal financial accounting mental health investing medical or other professional advice if you want professional help please seek it out